Salut tout le monde, nous sommes de retour. We're back for another episode of the Rendezvous with Tim and Alex. And today we have a special guest because he's from France and he's been working in clubs in Los Angeles, but also in France. Let's introduce our guest, Teddy. Teddy, welcome. Uh, thank you for, having, for having me us. today. Thank you. Thank we're in you. a like we're in a crazy environment. It's, it's in a really nice place. One one of the best clubs in Los Angeles. Yeah. What what is it called? Warwick. Warwick, yeah, in Hollywood, Los Angeles, yeah, in Warwick, Hollywood, and like it's, I mean, it's really beautiful. I, I wish you guys could be here because it's really, it's, it's a great place, and like, it, hopefully we're, we're yeah. here tonight as maybe, well. Yes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. you come, you're welcome to come tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, Teddy, to before we start asking you a bunch of questions about, you know, because the goal of this episode is going to talk about the cultural differences between the nightlife in America and in France. Uh, first, give us a little background about like where you're from. Uh, mm -hmm. And what does your childhood look like when you were in France? Uh, I'm from France, Paris. So uh, why I came to the U.S. and what my life was about is I studied. I went to a business school and there was a partnership between my business school in Paris and Which here school? in Los Angeles, easy. And that's how I always wanted to live in the U.S. It was like a childhood uh, dream. Like when I grew up, I want to live in the U.S. I didn't even know what was the U.S. about, but <laughs> I was so attracted to, to the, by the United States. So I always wanted to come here and I came to L.A. I came to L.A. Nothing about the nightlife, nothing. I just came here to study. I studied finance and marketing, so nothing related with the with the nightlife. And knowing people there and there because I was a student, because I wanted to party. I was in Los Angeles for a guy from Paris coming to Los Angeles. It's like a dream, you know? So I wanted to meet people, to party all the time right. and stuff like that. You had the accent and everybody was like, oh, it's the yeah. French kid. It's <laughs> funny how fun. here in LA, like being French is like a personality trait, you know, like they're like, oh, you, oh you're, the, you're the French guy. Yeah, like, okay. because I, I, I was meeting a lot of students and I wanted to do a lot of things, partying a lot, like meeting people from all over the world. I started to be kind of like the main guy to, to party. Oh, all yeah. of my friends were like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? Let's ask Teddy. <laughs> you know, what are we, where are we going this weekend? Let's ask Teddy. And I was just a student. I was doing in, I, there was nothing. I, would, I wasn't even trying to work in nightlife. So what happened is one of my friends that was a promoter told me like, this club is opening this Wednesday. Do you want to come with your friends? Come with a bunch of girls and bring like three, four guys max like with you. I was like, okay, I know a lot of people. We're going to have a table for free. There is nothing so like that. Not? Like at the time in Paris, I was like, oh, table for free, drink for free, whatever for free. And going and partying for free, I'm down. I'm <laughs> going to bring all of my friends. We're going to party like this. We get to the club. I get there, like me and three other guys. And there was like seven girls. We get to the door with the first people to get there. The guys looks at us and he said, no. Oh. I said, like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> he said, you've never been to a club before? Me telling me this in front of all of my friends, I was so angry. I said, like, what do you mean? Yes, I've been to a club before. And you know, like, French Parisian guy. Yeah, 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 you know, you want to jump on his face straight away, you know? And yeah, he did, he right said, away. like, uh, there's too many guys, not enough girls. I said, I have girls coming. He looked at me. He looked at a, a woman that was working, doing the door with him. They looked at us and said, okay, you can get in. We finally got inside the club. We had the first one getting inside Smooth the club. Talker. Yeah, that was a long time ago. 
And five minutes later, I have like five girlfriends because, you know, girls, they're always late. You know, they <laughs> always late. Yeah, they always late. So I have five girlfriends to get there, get to the club. I go outside to pick them up and get them inside the club. Five minutes later again, I have seven girls coming. I go outside, take them, get them inside the club. Like maybe 10 minutes again later, like five girls again coming. I go outside. You know all the girls And then the, the guy, the first guy stopped me there. He's like, what are you doing? Are you a promoter? I'm like, what is a promoter? Like, why, why are you even talking to me? Like, I'm so mad at this guy because he told me no at, at the first you time. You were just trying to bring your yes, friend to the club. Yes, I didn't even know the whole business of uh, promoting and whatever. I just wanted to have fun with my friend. I knew in the country, Los Angeles, I want a party, that's it. <laughs> so wait, you're mentioning that you had a lot of girlfriends. Yeah. Do you believe in friendship between a girl and a yeah, guy? Yeah, I really do. Because I really have a lot of friends, friends, girlfriends, and there's nothing between us. Like, How do you do? There's How no do you attraction. do to stop? You There's know, no attraction. It's like because I always grew up being like close to girls. Okay. So it's just some of them I just don't feel attracted, and they don't feel attracted. We, I, it's like a sister so or a cousin. Like yeah. you can have a beautiful cousin, and you don't want to jump in the bed with her. Okay, I guess. but let's be honest. When you see, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> when you see a very attractive woman, yeah. your first thoughts are not like, "Oh, we're going to be friends." Your yeah. first thoughts is like, "Oh, I'm going to talk to her and eventually flirt with her." Mm -hmm. So. How is that, you know, a lot of people become friends with girls because either the girl doesn't want them or the guy doesn't want them. And that where, that's where the friendship become, like, becomes start. You know what I mean? So how do you start this friendship with very attractive women? Uh, I think it's kind of different. I don't know. Me, I, I guess about my own situation, I'm not really like 90% of the guys. And what I mean by that is um, if I... I meet like a really beautiful girl. Uh, these two things to take into consideration for me is like the connection. Sometimes it's just no connection, like to the point that I want to get something with that person. So networking. Yeah, it's just like she's cool, she's beautiful. Like I but can. But you don't like, have that mental connection. Yeah, you're talking about, right? I don't so have like that. this mental physical connection that I want to go further with her. So what's interesting to hear about you talking about this is that it's not just about the physique. Like, I feel like a lot of my friends that are, you know, younger than you, yeah. um, it's all about the physique and like, they don't really have a type. It's just like, that girl is hot. Like, you know, I, I want to go further with her. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like you're more mature and like, you, yeah. you think about like the actual connection and like potentially doing something yeah. like you building something with that person. Exactly. And I also feel like Which he's working, but he's working in the nightlife scene. He's well, also seeing beautiful women every oh, night. It's his job. <laughs> so yeah. I would job. say I'm not that thirsty. You okay. know, I think like a lot of guys, they want to jump on every girls because they're thirsty and I'm not there. I meet like beautiful women, girls all the time. So it's just like, no, and it never been my thing. I always had like a lot of girlfriends. Like growing up, I always felt like super close to girls uh, and guys too, but like their special connection. I think like I like to be spoiled and girls, they like to take care of guys too. You know, once I have like one guy friends, they like to take care of them. And I love that with girls. So to bring back to your point, so you became a promoter without wanting to become one just because you wanted to bring your friends or your girlfriends to the club. Exactly. So then you became a promoter. Yeah. So what is the lifestyle of a promoter? What does it look like to be the number one person being in charge of bringing hot women and two or three guys? Yeah. 
I mean, like there's different level of promoting. There's some promoters that like make a lot of money and they're like super popular and they they, they they kill everything. And some other promoters have like a daytime job, like a second job. So there's really like everything between like yeah. these to the top. Let's focus on you. So, uh, if I can allow myself, how do you make money as a promoter? So like making money as a promoter is like you bring like clients that buy stables to the clubs. You bring like beautiful girls too to the venue. So you try to like make sure the venue and the people having a good time. And how you make money is through the commission most of it, yes. Commission, can yeah. you give us a little rate of what is a commission out of like a table? For so like, for example, like average table in the club uh, in Los Angeles is around $3,000. And you get 10% of this uh, $3,000. So like $300. If the client spend like $5,000, you get $500. What do you get on a $3,000 table? <laughs> what do you have? It's like um, you can order whatever you want on the menu and you will be minimum charge the minimum amount of three thousand dollars. It's like a credit. Okay, so like commission is very important. So obviously, like your goal when you're starting your day is trying to see and look at your social media and bringing as many people as possible to get tables. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy for people to you know bring this amount of money. Like one, you said two, three thousand dollars. Yeah. If you had to like give us the average person who spent two to three thousand dollars is it mostly student tourists locals how would you say who are these people that are spending this amount of money at the club oh uh, you kind of have everything you have like uh, athletes uh now you have like tiktokers or mm -hmm. instagrammers like uh influencers people who has businesses you know entrepreneurs uh, some people is from rich family too. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, you have like a little bit of everything. And when you think about it, when you spend like spend like a three thousand dollars table, you can be like ten people on the table. So if you have like four or five guys, you can like share the yeah, whole amount. So yeah, it's still a lot, but I, sh I think I just get used to the amount now. Yeah, now it's crazy. And well, that's like regard like that's about LA. It's not like this everywhere in the US. You went to EDC, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was, I saw on Instagram a, a bill for $300,000. Yeah. That was insane. Was that like, do you know, like, how, how does that happen? Like, how do you go about spending six figures? Uh, that's a lot. I think this guy was really, really rich and he wanted <laughs> to show off. I don't know that's how insane. the best time of his life. That's a lot of money. I saw a lot of things in LA, but that one was really um, a lot. So to kind of go back on the difference, you know, on about, about the French culture, you, did you go out in, in France a lot? Yeah, yeah, I go out every time I go back to France. Yeah. yeah. So what's the biggest difference that you would say between, you know, going out in LA, going out in the US and then going out in France? The first thing that comes to my mind, I would say is like the clubs here close at 2 a.m. in the morning. In California. Yeah. yeah, in California, which is super early. And when you go back in Paris or in Europe, uh club close at 5 6 a.m so like the nightlife is really is way longer and people usually go to the club around 1 a.m yeah here everybody goes like around 11 12. but as a promoter is a good thing for you because you're working every night so if you had to work every night until 5 to 6 a.m you wouldn't have any like life during the day no. you would just sleep and then go back to the club and like you know prepare i everything. wouldn't even be able to do to do this job like, so for me, it's perfect like that it closed at 2 a.m. But we still have ash, uh, after parties. Like most of the time we have like uh, parties in mansion. 
Okay. In Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills, Bel Air, like all this nice living, area when you have like all life. the beautiful houses, the be beautiful villas. What are the craziest after parties you've been to since you're in LA? So there is like this guy, it's like a really famous athlete, a soccer player that asked me to organize a barbecue at his place. So he was on vacation in Los Angeles and he rented a villa, a mansion, and he wanted to do a barbecue things like bring some beautiful girls, like a DJ, like food, everything, a really nice high-end type of barbecue. So we we're like there hanging out by the pool with his friends, blah, 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 the girls, whatever, all there like having fun. And then uh, we see like a drone coming up like this on the sky and looking like straight to, uh, toward Earth. He ran inside the house to hide because at that time, it just like won the, um, how is it called again? The World Cup. The World Cup with his, like, with the national team. He was in Los Angeles just to have fun and partying and bringing his friend and partying with his friends. And he like hanging out by the pool with beautiful women in Los Angeles just after winning the World Cup. That was like crazy. He went straight inside the house to hide and it was like, no, if the media or the paparazzi like catch me like this, I'm in trouble. I'm in big, big, big trouble. So that was a funny thing to, to experience. That was funny to experience because like you realize that even those people, they're really famous and big, but their life is not their own anymore, you know? And it's almost scary sometimes, you know? Because he wasn't even doing anything wrong. And the thing with the whole story is the craziest thing about it is this guy is married, <laughs> he has a wife, he has kids. So imagine like, try to get the picture of like this athlete going to Los Angeles to party and have fun with his friends when his wife and kids are waiting for him back in his country. And he's there by the pool with beautiful women partying and etc. No, that's crazy. What yeah. about celebrities that you've met at clubs? Oh, I met a lot of them by the same thing. No, I met I met a lot of celebrities like at the club. Like for example, I don't know if you know the the Netflix show Sunset, um, Selling Sunset. Yeah, like of some of the the people they were there last a uh, few weeks We've ago. We've done an episode with someone from Selling yeah. Sunset. Oh yeah, oh, which oh, one? Roma. Oh, yeah. the French guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, the French guy. <laughs> He's cool. So yeah, because yeah, I, I saw in his story he was with Chris Brown and then Swaley at oh, the really? club. Yeah, I so, saw like DiCaprio. So as a promoter, there's a myth. Like, and I don't know if it's true or not, that a lot of girls uh, that are underage here in the United States are getting into clubs because the law here says that you cannot go to clubs if you're under 21. That's such yeah. a crazy law. But in France, drink, yeah. yeah, it's 18. Yeah. And this is a huge cultural difference. It's like you cannot drink and you cannot go to clubs if you're not 21 here. Yeah. Do you think it's a big difference and makes a lot of difference in the light nightlife scene? The fact that you have like girls that are 18, 19 here illegally compared to 18, 19 legally in France. I mean, it depends where you go, you know, because some clubs are more mature than the other. But the thing is, like, for me, it's just like a lie. Because, like, everybody knows that, like, even if a girl is 20, she find a way to get into the club. Yeah. So for me, this law, law is kind of useless, you know, because they always find a way to get in. Oh. Most of the time, except like in big cities, they have fake IDs. They do this and they do that. that a lot of things. And everybody knows. It's you crazy know? that they have fake ages. That's not, that's not something we have. Um, that's not something we have in France. We don't have fake IDs. We don't like, have fake IDs because, because first of all, we don't need it. Yeah, they don't yeah. really check yeah. it. Really. It's yeah. we don't need them. And it's a whole traffic here. Like a lot of people are going to get IDs from, you know, like Iowa, like, you know, Wisconsin, State, yeah. just because like it's easier to make. 
um, and it will get them to like certain places and like clubs. Since we can get to clubs at an early age, we don't not we don't need to buy those fake IDs. So no. this is like a very big difference between you know legal age ID yeah. and obviously like the time. Um, what about drinking? Mm-hmm. I feel like in France we drink. I would say more smart, smartly, like yeah. in a smarter way yeah. than how they drink here in America. Have you depends been, where you go in France. Yeah, it depends <laughs> where you go. But I think those are proper drinking at clubs in the in France compared to the United States where people are going way more crazy on like shots and everything. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Like American, in my opinion, they don't really know how to drink. The way they drink is they drink, drink, drink to get fucked up. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's how they party. In France, we have a little bit more, a little bit more classy when it comes we to party drinking. Party to get in that. Yeah. Happy, 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 yeah, happy level, but you're still in control about what you're doing. Americans, they drink, 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 like almost to pass out. And we've learned to drink at an early age. I don't know about you, Teddy. I know myself. Um, I mean, my parents would literally let me drink at like, you know, 15 to 16 years old when it was like champagne and wine. Yeah, exactly. It's not really like this. I feel like they start really drinking in college. So when they get to clubs at 21, they're still in the process of learning how to Mm -hmm. drink alcohol. Yeah. And we don't drink the same way. Like, as you said, like in France, we start drinking with wine sometimes. With champagne, it's something like you take your time to drink, you know. You appreciate the drink. They start drinking with beers. It's <laughs> beers. Yeah. I like uh, yeah, trying to drink the beer as fast as you can. That's like the American culture. Yeah, when I when I think American drinking, it's like Lake Powell, you know, like party on the boat and just like you know with these big tubes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Come down like, how do you call these little tubes? I forgot completely forgot the name. But it, it, it's just crazy how, like you said, again, Americans are just here to get to that throw up step that yeah. not a lot of people would do in France. And here, I feel like in clubs in France, everybody's happy, you know, I don't think there's a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. Compared to here, I feel like a lot of guys are, you know, going at each other it's done after the clubs. Uh, well, it happens in Paris sometimes. Of course it does. Oh, yeah. but it happens everywhere. Like it happened to me in Copenhagen, like where um, I went there and like they, some guy got jealous of her some girls and it was just like, started tackling me for no reason. Would you guys, are you guys like, when you guys are getting like pushed, in like the yeah. dance floor. Are you guys like, does that piss you off? Do you want to fight? Cause if it happens to me, I, I love raving. I love like EDM music and electro music. So when someone push, pushes me, it's not on purpose. So I don't get mad I don't want it. I don't want to fight, but like, it's so annoying. Yeah, what about you, Teddy? It's like, get your space. But I would say like that happens for sure. But the places I go to is like more um, high end venues, okay. like selective venues. So the people that usually go there, they, they know how to behave. <laughs> yes, most of the time. But yeah, sometimes it happens, but security usually take care of everything. What about dressing? Yeah. I think it's an important part of clubbing. You oh, know, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of bouncers, they'll be like, oh, like, you know, you're not dressed good enough to get in tonight. I'm sorry, go on the side. Do you feel there's a difference between the way French dress when they go to clubs compared to the way American dress? Because I feel there is one, but I want to have your opinion yeah, on that. Definitely. Like we're way more classier in France. How we're so? Like, so we're more classy or classier. How yeah, so? It's like usually when you go out to the club in France, you have to wear a shirt, like a nice jean, nice shoes not that much sneakers and stuff like that. In the US is different. You can like kind of dress the way you, you, like you still have to look good. It's more like if you look good in the overall thing. It's more like streetwear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not more streetwear for sure. But in France, yeah, it's more classy wear. I feel like you'd never see people like, well, I'm saying this, what I'm wearing a hat, but I feel like in France, you'd never see a guy with a hat. Well, like very rarely yeah, see like hasn't clubs. Like more. here, like 
half the people here have hats, you know. Yeah, and plus it's California too. Yeah. Like in California, like it's more open, like, you know, the vibe. You, it seems like you have a crazy life, you know, like you go to crazy after parties, you're like high end clubs, you're like with beautiful models, like it sounds fun. What are the craziest stories, if you have any for us? I remember like going to an after party with a couple of my girlfriends and we went into the house. One of my friends invited me there. We get into the house and then we see like girls almost naked everywhere like people playing poker around the table, like girls half naked sitting on them, massaging them, like they drinking liquor, playing poker, like ton of money around the table, security guys, like with gun and everything, watching everything around. Was and it I like was the mafia? Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> We're like, what the hell is this? It was like, a, um, how is it called? A private poker game. Uh, Night. That was crazy. Well, though. Dan Bilzerian was famous for this. Yeah. With yeah. like, Dan Bilzerian was famous for his. Um, for hiring the most beautiful woman to be well, around him. Well, that is, they, it's not just the most beautiful, they're wearing lingerie. Like, yeah. and, and that kind of gets extended, and Halloween must be crazy for you because every time oh. I go out at, at Halloween, it's like, Literally, you'd never see that in France, but like they only wear lingerie. Yeah, you're, yeah. Just like, you're supposed to be scary, and then the only thing you're wearing <laughs> is lingerie. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not scary. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. No, but you know what I would say, I think for me, um, going to uh, clubs, and I'm not a big, you know, I'm not big into like partying, especially clubs. I'm more of like hanging out with my friends, going to the beach, and then like enjoying some time and some beer eventually. Disclaimer, uh, I am more than 21 years old. Um, I would say the music. I grew up listening to American music, like EDM music. We all love American music. Yeah, and American rap. And that's exactly what we play in France. So do you think there's a difference between the music we play here in Los Angeles or in the United States in general and what we play in Paris or France? Not anymore. Because now it's like all the social media, internet, everything goes so fast. So whatever like is, re is released here, they can have it in a minute in France too. A few years ago, there was like, you, you, you had to wait a couple of months or even like almost a year. To we were listen. late. Huh? Yes, we were always late. Not anymore. Now we're on the same page. And partying, the thing I like with partying in the US is like people are way more friendly. Like, okay. especially in California. We meet someone in the club, they're going to come and talk to you. Where are you from? I'm from France. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I love the accent. Interested in you. I love this. Blah, blah, blah. I like, I like the way you look. I like your shoes. They're super, yeah, super friendly. In France, it's a little bit more complicated. It's, it's more about yourself. Yeah. In France, it's hard to pierce that circle. You go to a club with a group of friends, mm -hmm. and if you're not, if you don't have a connection within that group of friends, you can't break yeah, the ice. It's harder, yeah. I feel like here, it's so easy to break the ice, mm -hmm. which is amazing. That's, that's why. Because like it's it's <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, you you're you're able to make connections and then meet people and like just actually make more friends, which yeah. is very yeah. Well when we met Teddy. Remember like the first time we met Teddy at the casino oh, night yeah. in yeah, the hills? True, we true. met him and we're two like two or three French guys and we were like introducing ourselves and very just like, hey, what you doing live? Like yeah, you, and then Teddy, Teddy like offered us to uh, come party with them at the club that that's one that, night and he didn't night. know us. He didn't have to. Yeah. Like, I'm not a woman, you're not a woman. There's literally nothing for him to win having us coming. Yeah. So the fact that he invited us also show how very Americanized Teddy became. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ted is the homie now. <laughs> uh, but I think to go back, it's the power of TikTok. Mm -hmm. You're talking about like music, how like now every trending music 
goes in the US, but also friends, you see now people dancing on social media, you know? Yeah. And for example, like Doja Cat is an artist where you would hear, like, hear her song everywhere. Yeah. She was at USC, remember? Yeah. And oh, wow. um, it's just because when one song goes viral in the United States, with the power of social media, that song is going to go viral also in England or also France. Yeah. So that's the reason why also we played the exact same song exactly. and the exact same artists are famous. Mm -hmm. Well, the biggest difference is like here, <clears throat> you have the actual artist play. Yeah. <laughs> That's the coolest Most thing. The time, yeah, yeah. Like you go on a Sunday afternoon and you have Marshmallow play at like a club or something mm -hmm. like what, who are the best artists that have played in this club in Warwick? In Warwick. Like, it depends. It depends what you like. like what, who have you seen at Warwick? A few months ago, there was Cedric Gervais here. Cedric Gervais? Yeah. And it's no French way. too. <laughs> no way. Yes, he was playing here. What type I of feel, music? I feel like I was in Vegas, being in LA. That's what, crazy. What type of music do they play here at Warwick? They play a little bit of everything. They're really open format. So they play like, like pop? hip hop, uh, house. A little bit of reggaeton too, some okay. Afro music. But all within like the same night or did? Yes, the same That's night. Yeah. Did you say reggaeton the right way? Reggaeton, hey, no. reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> For my French people. <laughs> <laughs> I have Latin friends. Yeah. You can tell people get mad reggaeton, at you when they don't say, no. you say reggaeton. I love, I love the music too. I really like music. Reggaeton, reggaeton is interesting because I feel like the Spanish have popularized, like they have like promoted their music and exported their music in the US has like in a contrast in France, we didn't do this. We still can do this because like the Spanish community here is huge. So reggaeton is popular of here in the course, US, yeah. but our artists back in France are not known here in the United States. You know, you're asking like a random person in America if they know Booba, yeah, they're, they're, not gonna gonna they're, they're not gonna know Booba. They're not gonna know Booba. They're not gonna know Sixon Dasso or any French rapper. No. You know? But if you tell them, like, you know, J Balvin, you know, J Balvin. No, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna be able to tell. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where I think friends have potential. And I think that we can still make it happen. Promoting French music in like the party scene here in the United States. Because other than Stromae and all the remixes of Papa Ute, Mm -hmm. And maybe David Guetta, but David Guetta, but you don't yeah, hear him. Exactly. It's like more EDM yeah, music. music. Uh, we can break, like, break the ice and become popular here in the US. Yeah. yeah. How about we learn some, uh, some, or like we, we make our audience learn some French? Yeah, that would be fun. How some French 101? Yeah. How about some French 101 partying in France with Teddy and the rendezvous? Yes, let's, let's do, do it. French 101. Okay, so let's set up the scene. So uh, Teddy and us were uh, downtown Paris by the Champs-Élysées at a club called L'Arc. And uh, we just want to party tonight. So we're going to teach you what to say if you ever go to a French club. So the first thing is, let's say you try to get fancy because you're in Paris. It's probably the fashion week. You want to be cool. Mm -hmm. How do you ask for a table? Like, I, how much is the table tonight? C'est combien une table ce soir? Okay, mm -hmm. c'est combien une, une table, table ce, soir. ce soir? Yes. Interesting. Easy table is the same word as table. Yes. C'est combien une table ce soir? There you go. Listen, listen to the teacher of today. So now you're getting your table. Eventually, you can put your stuff, you know, um, on your booth. Booth? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you say where is the locker rooms to put your jacket or your mm -hmm. bag? Où sont les vestiaires? Où, Où sont les vestiaires? Vestiaire is locker room. That's the that's a good difference that we don't have, I feel like here and in France, because in France it gets a lot colder. Like, yeah. there's no locker room here, right? Yeah. Now in California, no, there's no, no point. Well, I, I guess in, in New York, there is in there. this club, in Warwick, there's a locker room, but okay. it's one of well, the Warwick only clubs, yeah. 
that has that. It's, it's a big difference, yeah. And locker rooms are always so expensive. I don't know if, like, God. it's sometimes like 10 euros to put yeah. your jacket for like three hours. And it's like, if you have a jacket and then the, like, a bicycle helmet or whatever, like, you yeah. pay for it. It's like, bro. And then, like, half the time you lose your ticket and you have to pay it. I remember uh, I used to hide my jacket and my uh, sweatshirt if I had one inside because I didn't want to pay twice. Uh, but uh, anyway, now let's say that you, like, you don't, you don't have that much money to get a table and uh, you're asking for a drink at the bar. You know, of like champagne yeah. or vin, like wine. How would you ask for that? Est-ce que je pourrais avoir un champagne? Damn, that was very fast. That's he's hard, yeah. he's promoting the, yeah. the, 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 the stereotypes of the French speaking fast. Yeah. How would you? Est-ce que je peux avoir du champagne? S'il vous, vous plaît. plaît. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> 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 or, vous plaît. or du vin. Ou du vin. Or une bière. Okay. Uh, you can just change, but the, the main part is uh, est-ce que, so est-ce que, Je peux avoir. And then you're adding either du champagne, du vin, or une bière. So you're adding what you want. And you finish with like, s'il vous plaît. Always. S'il vous plaît is very important. Play. That means like, please. Yeah, you, gotta be, you gotta be polite. Gun, God knows how much the French are very picky on like how you gotta be uh, very, oh very, very polite. Uh, now it's the end of the night. You've been, you know, you've been drinking, you're done. Um, <laughs> how do you ask for the bill? If you're asking already, like, you know, uh, l'addition, s'il vous plaît. L'addition, s'il vous plaît. That reminds me of the episode we did with Yann. Yeah. When to pay. L'addition, s'il vous plaît. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. What I want to include in the French 101 of today, and something that we've never done before, I think we slightly talked about how to correctly pronounce French brands. There's so many alcohol that we have uh, back yeah, in our yeah, beautiful true. country. Yeah. Um, t- well, that and like a lot of the alcohol that you guys drink here, like the, the, the fancy alcohol, is actually French. Yeah, most of it, yeah. Like Belvedere, Belvedere. for example. Yeah. How, how do they say here? Grégoose, Belvedere. 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 Do you say Belvedere? Belvedere. How, how would you correctly say Grégoose? Grégoose. Grégoose. Well, we can't really say how do you correctly say it because Grégoose is an English word. But, yeah, but... But, it, but it's it is true. a French brand. If you look at all these vodka bottles on the bottom, there's like blue, white, and red because it's a French product. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you have? Uh, um, you can say Dom Perignon. How do you say that in French? Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. Yeah. Dom Let's get the menu and see what's on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always sounds like so like, you know, like sombre, dark, Dom Perignon. Yeah. It, it could be, yeah. Um, we have this one. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you say uh, Moite and Chandon? How do you say that? Moite and Chandon. The worst is like sometimes I take it, I say it to the waitress, let's have a, uh, a client that doesn't speak English that much. And I'm trying to say it to the waitress, like it's a French world. And she's correcting me. She's like, no, we don't say it like this. I'm like, oh, please, please, please. Relax. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how we say it. Okay? So how, how do you say it? You say yeah. moi chandon? Moi te chandon. Moi te chandon. Yes. And then they go, no, no, no. That's nah, not how you this say one it? is easy because it just say moi. You know, you know which nice. one? You know which one's my favorite? Every time I go to the grocery store or I go partying? Vouve. Oof, this one is Vouve. When, when someone say, do you like vouve? I have no idea yeah. Yeah. what they're talking wild. about. How do you say it correctly? Vev Coquelico. Vev Coquelico? That's like, that's just not the same. <laughs> so the correct way to pronounce it is Vev. So Vev. <laughs> and then Clico. Clico, Clico, what? No, it's, it's crazy. Like, like they, they changed the, like, the word is completely changed. So, like, we there. don't really understand. Uh, it's so funny. And you know, a verb is a woman who lost. It's a widow. 
Vev is a widow. Lost their husband, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite alcohol? Ooh. Yeah, disclaimer, we're all over 21. Yeah. We don't know about that guy. Yeah. I don't drink. <laughs> no, <laughs> I drink, no I drink, Teddy don't, like, doesn't drink that much. Once in a while, like, yeah, not often. Because if you work, if you work every night at nightclubs and you drink, I don't think your body is going to be able to handle no, it. No, there's some people that do you know, it. Though. You know what I love about the U.S.? The tequila is so much better. Oh yeah. I feel like the tequila here is so much better. I'm I love tequila, especially like the Reposado. You mean in LA, in California? Yeah. Because yeah. we buy the borders in Mexico, right. you know. But I agree. So much better. Like you go to you go to France and suddenly like the the silver tequila, the white tequila is like it, I don't do that. Yeah, my favorite drink doesn't even exist in France, and that's how much I became American. I love like drinking like sometime a truly or white claws. Seltzer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seltzer, I feel so like it's like what like four or five percent. It's like almost like a beer, but like you're drinking like a soft drinks. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, like an alcoholic Fanta. Yeah, it, it, that's your favorite drink? <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not my favorite, but because I play soccer. Yeah. Because I play, <laughs> I, I play football uh, in college and I, I cannot drink, uh, you know, that much. And I always, I've always tried to be careful because I played professional academy back in France for football, AKA uh, soccer. So I could never like, you know, like do too much alcohol, even though it's really part of our culture with champagne and wine. When I came here, the only thing that I felt okay drinking sometimes uh, in occasions was truly and white claw, just yeah. because it's not that bad for you. And the worst thing that can happen is you're gonna go pee when you break the how do you the break the roof? How you say it? There's an expression in American anyway. I forgot. Uh, you just go pee. You just go pee 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 uh, when you break the ceiling. Break the ceiling. Oh. Break the ceiling. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. I feel like Teddy's favorite alcohol is like something like Champomy or something. Nah, yeah, almost. almost. <laughs> you got it. Explain us what is Champomy. Champomy is like. Um, uh, champagne but with no alcohol so champagne for kids yeah it's, for kids yeah it's literally like sparkling apple juice apple juice yeah. Yeah. it's like it sounds simple but it's literally the best thing ever yeah, it's so good, it's so and good. you had it you had it for like <laughs> twice a year for your birthday and for christmas mm -hmm. that's it yeah, <laughs> that's so I used to true love it though that was amazing i miss yeah. it it's kind of like growing up not drinking but kind of drinking yeah. champagne yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to feel left out so you had champagne. Mm -hmm. uh, I gotta bring and some. good and it's good it's amazing it's so good i gotta yeah, bring some champagne <laughs> i'll do i'll do a tasting with uh, my american friends and uh with champagne that would be very be fun very to try amazing to spike champagne with like tequila mm -hmm. yeah that'd be interesting oh, you love tequila oh my god <laughs> yeah you can't want to say i actually love uh mezcal yeah or have his mezcal I think you said we're going to start a podcast in Spanish know. soon. I, I speak Spanish. I proved it last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you know. but Mezcal is really good. Yeah. Do you like Mezcal? I never tried it. I don't think but, so. All right. So now that everybody knows how to, uh, you know, party in French and how to go to nightclubs in France, what is your top three nightclubs and recommendations only in Paris? Let's start just in Paris because we're all in from Paris, I know the capital. Like, uh, the one that's really famous is... Um, Boom Boom. Boom Boom? Boom Boom is Yes. Good. And we have one in LA too. We have a Boom Boom LA here too. Is it the same same owner? No, it's not the same owner, but same type of party. It's amazing, yeah. Really fun. Um, Lark. Lark, Lark, you like famous. it? Yeah. It's, it's like really that's popular. super high end. Yeah. yeah. And all the footballers. And which one I went to? I love Bagatelle too. Bagatelle. Yeah. Bagatelle. Bagatelle is like outside. That's a cool part of it. Yeah, it's only in summer. And it's only in the summer. I love Bagatelle. That's actually where I used to go uh, party a lot when I was back in France. Uh, it's, you know, outside. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, it's just like very European yeah. kind of vibe. I've never seen an outside club here. Have you? There's not many. Well, there used to be Le Jardin. 
Yeah, which is the French name. Yeah, enough. Um, this in France we have like we have like well, bagatelle, they, they have bungalow stuff like that here. Yeah, but, but yeah. they're not club. They're not club. Yeah. In French you have la clairière. High room is a high, is a rooftop right. and it's open. Yeah, in France you have la clairière, you have bagatelle, you have just so many. What of I them. love in French too is like the 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 peniche, you know, the boats yeah, that turn true. into clubs. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Like that's so much fun. Yeah, that's there really is uh, there is those ones. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name of one of them. Wanderlust, Wanderland. Uh, Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yeah, Wanderlust, is one of them. Wanderlust is very nice. So if you ever go to Paris and try to go to a, a club boat, I think I recommend you this one. My top three, I would include uh, the Obo, Le Obo, and it still existed. But I think that the OG one that every single student is going to is Les Planches. Les Planches just because uh, here, it, over there, it's not expensive. Uh, you don't have to overthink the way you dress. It's yeah. in the Champs-Élysées, so pretty fancy area. So my two advice would be either try La Clairière, so it's an outside club, or Les, or Les Planches. Yeah. But once again, it depends what kind of music you like. EDM. That's the main, the main thing, yeah. If you like EDM, yeah. I'm an EDM guy, so every, yeah. everything that I've been telling you is more like electric music oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Teddy, you use it more like Me, pop, rap. Open, open format, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have a type. Yeah, I, I like, do have a type, but yeah. I like kind of everything. He's like, I've been working in nightlife yeah, like for too long. I like hip-hop, I like French rap, I like reggaeton, I like house music. Who's your favorite yeah. French artist? I depend like I like Nino, Nino, Niska, yeah. I love Luba, okay. I love them too. You have to talk to the DJ here so he can play some French rap uh, tonight. That would be fun. No, what I'm gonna tell you guys is, well, since he's been giving us some artists, I will give you mine and Tim's one in the comments with all of our favorite artists with the song that you'll be able to access this on Spotify. So check it out if you want to improve your French and listening to music. Teddy, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast and hosting yeah. us here at Warwick. It was such a pleasure to have you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Teddy. It was amazing. It's it was a fun, great place. Yeah. It was really cool. Do you want to share your uh, Instagram or socials with our audience? Yeah, so my Instagram is Teddy, T-E-D-D-Y, 788. So, well, if you want to go party in LA, you yeah. know who to you know who to reach out to. Yeah, you have um, fun. You will have fun. <laughs> if you're a guy and you're trying to go party, try. You never know. Yeah. If you're with ladies, I guess you'll have more chances. Yeah. Uh, but an amazing person, so feel free to reach out. And yeah. uh, again, merci beaucoup pour uh, pour cette sublime interview. Merci. And uh, c'était génial. <laughs> uh, I hope to see you guys soon in another episode yeah. of the rendezvous. Yes, we'll see Salut. you guys soon. Ciao, ciao. À bientôt. Ciao. Merci, Teddy. Bien.